Oh my goodness, guess where you just ended up? You just ended up on the Above Board with Canderpath podcast. We're so grateful that you're here. I am Rich, often known on social media as The Rich Bee, because Rich was already taken. And I'm here with my friend, John, known everywhere as John. Um, we don't have Matt with us today. Matt is usually with us, but Matt is out doing some amazing, inspirational things, or he's sleeping, one or the other. We miss you, Matt. Love ya. You have He's a busy, important guy. I mean, it's it's just the way it is. He is a busy, important guy. But you know, we're mixing it up here on Above Board with Candor Pass. Sometimes it's going to be three. Sometimes it's going to be two. Sometimes it'll be just maybe one of us talking to ourselves, which would be weird. But today is kind of an episode that I've really been looking forward to doing because John's going to do all the work. No, because (laughs) I think this is a really exciting topic and it's the discovery of self-discipline. Now, the reason why we named it that is because it's kind of a little bit about John's journey, some things that he's done. So I, I always love quotes, like I'm a quote junkie, and I found two really cool quotes about self-discipline. John, this is going to be, again, my my millennial friend, John. I, always, he, I know he's going to know who one of these people are, but I, I'm going to see, if, I'm going to test you because I have a surprise one. Ready? So here's one that I'm going to start with about discipline. Um, oh, I, <laughs> I already lost it. Here it is. Discipline is the bridge between goals and accomplishment. Jim Rohn. You know who Jim Rohn is. And if you think I about do. it, that's really cool. So yeah. discipline is kind of the Asgard between... No. Discipline is the rainbow bridge between Midgard and Asgard. Do you get that reference? Wow. Is that is that like a Marvel reference? Thor. Yeah. Because yeah, Midgard okay. is Earth yeah. and Asgard... Asgard... Asgard. Asgard is where like all the gods of Nordic time, Thor and Odin and Freya. And I know Loki. all of these. I've watched See? all the Marvel movies. Because you're watching. Now. So yeah. that's the rainbow bridge. So discipline is the rainbow bridge between Midgard, between your your goals and your accomplishment. Now here's another quote. And nobody ta- nobody can make hard work and discipline as fun as you. Well, this is a this is a good start, Rich. <laughs> right? Okay. Discipline is liberation. Martha okay. Graham. Do you know who Martha Graham is? I don't. You I know, want to get that, to know her. It is an obscure kind of reference point. Martha Graham is a very, very famous dance choreographer, dance teacher, dance person from like back in the day who had a really cool and interesting life. And if do you remember the movie Birdcage with Robin Williams? No. Oh my. What? I'm what? 34. I mean, Dude, I, no, but Bird I remember is... I remember Aladdin when he was genie. Okay, but you have to watch Bird for those that are listening that are Robin <laughs> Williams fans. It's what and and Nathan Lane. It's honestly one of the funniest movies. Oh, I Hank have Azaria, seen this. Hank Azaria, who's the houseboy. Remember, it's based on La Caja Fall. It's really good. Okay. But in that movie, that's the one where Rob, Robin Williams is like. His significant other is Nathan Lane, and, and Nathan Lane's a drag queen. They own like a drag bar, and he goes over, and there's like this guy that they're trying to do choreography with who's not getting it, and he does the whole. He goes, "I need you to do Martha Graham, Martha Graham, Madonna, Madonna." It's a whole funny thing. You gotta, bro. I, I do. It. I do know what you're talking about. When you said Nathan Lane, actually, we I saw this a few years ago. Right, so with I Hank do, Azaria. Yeah. Let's all can the four of us can can you you and your wife and me and my wife can we all watch this movie together? Because yes. I know I know entire monologues from this movie. It's it's a very funny movie. But anyway, Martha Graham says discipline is liberation. And I really dig that 
because it's true. Because discipline takes the thought and the the worry and the and the constraints out of things. Don't you? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, well said. I, I've never looked at it from that point of view before, but that, that quote definitely applies to me. Can I also mention you do so good on these intros, Rich? My biggest fear is if is as he's taking this like sip of sip of coffee, like, yeah, tell me more about how great my intros are. My wait, biggest what? fear wait, is we, we start the show and you go, Okay, John, go ahead and make the intro. But I'd go what 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 do I what do I do? Which I'm just... totally gonna do on the next one. Oh <laughs> I'm no, be like, I shouldn't have said that. Here. Okay, do you know this reference? I'm sorry. Uh, this is no disrespect to my like uh, people that follow me on social media know I do a lot of like Generation X stuff, and it's really funny because the little kids are always like, "Okay, Boomer," and I, I come back at them with "Okay, Zoomer" for like the Gen Z people who I love. I love Zoomer. Generation Z. I love all the generations. But um, wh- wh- do you know this reference? I'm ready he... to type it in Google so I Wait, can tell ready? you. Ready? Here's Johnny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. That, that's uh, J- um, Jack Nicholson, right? No. Oh, technically, you're technically you. If we were on Jeopardy, they should give that to you. Jack Nicholson in The Shining is referencing what that really is. Okay. Well, that I don't know. Okay, it's Johnny Carson used to host the Tonight Show, and and oh. the dude that introduced him, his name I just forgot. Um, his name just went out of my head. His like sidekick. I forgot his name. Oh my gosh. He used to do the publisher's clearinghouse commercials. Anyway, he'd go, here's Johnny. And then dun, dun, mm-hmm. dun, 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 dun. Okay. Anyway. So, but yes, but that's true. Jack Nicholson in The Shining is making fun of the dude that introduced Johnny Carson. I was so proud of myself to answer that question correctly. And I would then, give it to you. And then you told me I was wrong. So. No, you're not. I did not tell you you were wrong. You heard that. I told you technically you're right. I don't know where you heard you were wrong. Well, this is where we're going right. to talk about how I'm too hard on myself. I think we're going to talk <laughs> about really, that. Show. You really are. So so we want to talk about enough, enough shenanigans. That's okay. in honor of your Irish heritage. The discovery of self-discipline. So John has done some really cool stuff. And and John is quite an inspirational guy, I think. And he's an aspirational guy too, because I think many people that I know that know John look up to him, whether they admit it or not, because John is an old soul. He, you know, we have a 20 year age difference and I don't know if it's just that I'm super immature, <laughs> but I think it's more that John is super mature. He is He's just, John, you're just a unique, I think that's one of the things I love about you. You're just this really, and Matt's the same way. I mean, mean, in many ways, but you're this unique kind of person. You've done something recently where you wanted to shake yourself out of a rut. I think you were in a little bit of a rut, I think Mm -hmm. post COVID and all these different things. So there's a program that John did called 75 Hard. And, but just in full, you know, disclaimer, disclosure, not sponsoring us, no business, no connection. We've never talked to anybody from there. They might even We've be done mad. a great job burning all of our bridges for any sponsorship ever. So just know there, there's no there's no paid advertisements on the show because no one wants to sponsor us because we just burn the bridges. It's okay. We just make, we just make fun of everybody. Eventually yeah, somebody will be fine. like, that's okay. But 75 Hard is this really cool kind of program. And I'll let John, I'll let you kind of describe it because it's your okay. journey, but I want to ask you some questions about it. And sure. by the way, the, the, for those of you listening, this isn't going to be meant to be a, a commercial for them, but th- they're going to be the template for John's kind of journey. And then we'll go a little bit more into just generally self-discipline, but that's what he used to kind of exemplify 
this whole yeah. self-discipline journey. So jump, go for yeah, it. Yeah, well, I guess, and I'll start with that. I mean, I kept hearing about it um, following podcasts of people who were doing this journey. Um, and this was March of 2020 when I first heard of what 75 Hard was. So right at the beginning of this pandemic. And, I, you know, I, I, when I first tried it, I made it 18 of the 75 days. So, so the whole concept of this is for 75 days, you do these, these list of tasks every single day. And those tasks are, um, and, and beyond this, you know, this is an easy, like we won't spend a ton of time on the actual program because it's an easy, like Google it and figure out what it is. But the tasks are two 45 minute workouts. One has to be outdoors reading 10 pages of a book a day. And the book should be more along the lines of self, you know, improvement, self-discipline, that type of thing. Drinking one gallon of water a day, which we've talked a lot about on the show. In fact, if you go back to early, early episodes in season one, I, I shared that I was doing 75 hard. I just never shared that I then failed it like an episode <laughs> later. <laughs> um, following a clean diet, so no cheat meals. Um, and the diet could be what you want it to be. I, you know, I can share with what I was doing, intermittent fasting, stuff like that. Um, taking a progress picture, which is super cheesy, but important. And then no alcohol, which might be the hardest thing for everybody. Like I have talked to a lot of people about this. I know people who've done it as well. I know people who've tried it or have heard of it. And the alcohol thing ends up being the sticking point for a lot of people. Interestingly. R- really? Um, yeah. I would think the workouts would be because I'm laughing to myself because I know that people are real and people have such great, I, the people yeah. that follow me on social media, of course I love them. I have, I think, 611. Do you know that today I have 611,000 followers on TikTok? It's and climbing. Every time I check it, it's more. It is. Instagram isn't. Instagram doesn't like me for some reason. But I love these people. And they have such great senses of humor. Like, or senses of humor? Sense. They have great sense. I don't, I, you know, written three books and I still barely can speak my own language. But they have such a great sense of humor. And I could see people, when you just said two 45-minute workouts a day going two. Like, I'd be happy if I could squeeze in one. So I'm surprised at the – because I don't drink. So for me, we've talked about this, and we'll get into that. But I was like, that would be easy. So No, let's talk about the workout thing, though, because it's what you you make of it. It's it's supposed to be challenging to you. Two 45-minute workouts, (laughs) it's not like I was getting my heart rate to 180 in both workouts and going all out max. Maybe maybe one of them was that – and another one was, I've had a lot of consecutive days of working out legs. I can barely walk. I'm so sore. I just want to take walks. Like I'm going to take one step at a time and go for a 45-minute walk. Or something that I discovered about myself is I really like yoga. So what? Well, most most days, one of those sessions was doing yoga. And flexibility is, is, is becoming more important to me. I'm 34 years old. I never stretched in my life before doing this. And I realize I can't touch my toes. I've, you know, I've got uh, a lot of neck stiffness, a lot of neck issues, which we've talked about and we continue to talk about throughout the show. Um, so yoga was, was actually pretty transformative for me. So that was one of the workouts. They don't have to be these like all out, you're dying at the end of 45 minutes because that, right. w- that would be hard. But it should be challenging you. So it's relative to your situation. And everything um, is everything is relative because when you just said, you know, flexibility, I'm 34 years old. There's a bunch of people older than you that are listening to this that just went, oh my God, he's 34 years old. He's a baby. But it's kind of interesting because everything <laughs> yeah. is perspective, right? Because yeah. honestly, there's 24-year-olds that can't touch their toes and there's sure. 14-year-olds that can't. I mean, it, it's true. So again, this, this kind of discovery of self-discipline, this yeah. template of... And, 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 you know, they're reading the 10 pages. Okay, so it's, sorry, 
Uh, it's look a squirrel. Reading 10 pages of a book a day, preferably something that's self-helpish or helps you grow or learn. Doing two 45-minute workouts a day, one inside, one outside. Um, not drinking alcohol, eating some sort of healthy diet. That's the mm-hmm. four the four main things, right? Did I leave anything out? Progress okay. picture. Yep. Oh, sorry. The progress picture, which by the yeah. way... One time, John, where you have to understand the nature of our relationship is that literally we make jokes about everything. And sometimes I could tell when he's in a mood, like if I get him on the phone, he's like, hey, what's up? I'm like, oh God, we're, we're in, he's very busy. John is, takes his work very seriously. Anybody that works with John, if John is, you know, he takes care of, manages people's money in retirement. I mean, the guy is all about it. But even then, we still, even in those serious moments, we just, and he sent me, he was, he sent me his progress pictures before and after. And of course I showed it, he, you know, he's wearing shorts. He just didn't have a shirt on. And I showed it to, to my wife and I showed it to my 12 year old son who you've inspired. And I'm going to get to that. Um, everybody was like, man, you know, my son was like, uncle Johnny looks awesome. And my wife's like, he looks great. But then of course I immediately like start teasing him. And I'm like, is this going to end up on like your, your dating app? Is this, gonna be? he looks, which he would not do. He's a very, very monogamous dude, but he looks like you looked awesome and you looked really good before, but you were ripped. Like the, people will steal this and use yeah. it for things. What, what I think, what I like, oh, sorry, go ahead, Rich. No, I was going to say, what have you, and that's when people think about the picture, it's just to hold yourself accountable. Yeah. Just as, just, just as like if you were doing a budget to see how much you started with and how much you ended with. I mean, that's what it is. What, what have you learned in this journey? What, what has this taught you? What was the reason that you even did this to begin with? Um, well, I, I would say the biggest thing I learned is that this is definitely not a fitness challenge. This is a discipline challenge. So obviously along the way, um, the, the physical transformation of like the before and after of the progress picture, day one, day 75, to me, that, that's fun, that's great, and that feels good, and, my, and I feel better, but it, it's more of a discipline-type challenge, and you see that in reading 10 pages of a book a day, or not drinking alcohol, or even like the progress picture is sort of silly, especially in the margins of the day. You're like, come on, I didn't change that much from day nine to day 10. It looked exactly the same. I don't need to do a progress picture, but sometimes that kind of proves, at least to me, it proved that even some of the simplest things in the day can can be the hardest to do. And so creating that discipline to continually check this list off and do these things. And I guess, I guess for me, you know, I, I do sometimes take life a little too seriously. Sometimes maybe I'm even hard on myself. But as a dad, it's really easy to feel like you're underperforming. Like there's so many areas that life pulls you in different directions. We have to be, uh, you know, we have to be fulfilled in doing an amazing job at work and putting in all this effort at work. We, we want to be spending times with our, time with our family and going on date nights um, with our significant others and seeing our kids and playing with our kids and but then we're like, we got to sleep eight hours a day and you got to work out every day and you got to eat health. I mean, there is no shortage of things that you're supposed to be doing to be doing life the right way as so we're told. And it's easy, I guess, as a dad to, to feel like, oh, all right, well, I guess I underperformed today. And I was feeling that way. And I, and I also sort of felt, um, and I don't know if this is just me being too hard on myself or maybe just like giving into excuses for far too long. But at the end of every day, I'd, I'd go to bed thinking like, you know, I, I left something in the tank. Like I could have been better. I could have done a little bit more, but I didn't. How, and I just kept trying to figure out like, how can I 
pick myself up by my bootstraps and like get laser focused and do even better. And that's for me, that's what it's about. I, I just, I do, I'm, I'm, it's an evolution. I want to try to continue to get better and challenge myself. So I did 75 hard the first time in March of 2020. I failed at day 18. And that's, um, I was just literally, I was just going to jump to that because yeah. I, I want, that's an important part of this because you made, you made, you alluded to it earlier, but talk a little bit about that. You tried this. So the second, this, this was, this most recent is the second time, the first time. Yeah. And I think that's important. And by the way, you know, I always tell people when you listen to this, if we say dad and you're a mom, then just flip dad for mom. I mean, we're just not moms. So I mean, yeah. it, it, there's yeah. moms that feel like they're failures. And if you don't have kids and you're not a parent, you, you just might feel as a failure as a significant other or as a friend or whatever. So I you know, just relate to what we're saying, even if it doesn't, doesn't directly fit your situation. But talk about a little bit about when you tried to do it and kind of kind of failed a little bit. I'll just, I'll just sit for my Batman mug as you talk about your failure. Well, it did. I, so that, so those are all great points. I think no matter what we have going on in life, like there's, we all just have an overwhelming amount of stuff happening to us at any given time. Right. And, and it's, again, it's just easy to feel like you're failing or you're underperforming in, in one particular area or another. It's like, you're doing really good in one area. Oh, okay. Well this fell off. And so that's, that's the feelings I had. So I made it 18 days and failure is, is honestly, it's not a fair word. Um, I, at the end of that, when I finished it, I was very disappointed in myself, very hard on myself as, as we've talked about before I I do that. But what I realized is a month after that, two months after that, I was still exercising. I was still doing a lot of positive things that I wasn't doing before I started this whole 75 hard program. So failure is probably a bit of an unfair word. All I think it did was prepare me for when I was actually mentally ready to do it, to do the full 75 hard, which interestingly was a year later. Yeah. How far did you get? How many days did you get into the 75 days the first time? 18 days. And then on the 19th day, you're like, I'm a party. I'm done. Like, yeah. was there some, no, but what happened? I'm just curious because it's important that people, I, there's a, there's a, there's, there's some, su- there's substance to that. What happened yeah. on day 19? Uh, sh- I, I will, I, I know exactly what happened on day 19. What um, was it? The markets dropped like a thousand points that day, and it was probably the third straight week where the markets had been doing that. So the S and P 500 was down, you know, 35 percent. Listen, unless you were living under a rock, you know what happened in March of last year when we went through this whole shutdown as a result of COVID, and the stock market was highly volatile. My business partner Matt and I were having conversations with clients on weekends, like we were working seven days a week. Um, not because people were like, the sky is falling, the world is ending, but it was, we wanted to over-communicate so no one ever got to that point, that feeling. Anyway, it was probably work stress. It definitely stress. was. And I remember sitting there thinking, yeah, this is just not the right time in my life. And that's such a bad, it was a bad excuse. And it's even saying out loud, it feels like a bad excuse. But I do think that it ultimately led me to creating some very good habits. Um, I cut out alcohol um, in a, in a pretty significant way. Uh, not that I drink a lot, but like it was normal to have like a glass or two of wine with dinner, um, have a cocktail on the weekend, that type of thing. And I was drinking a gallon of water a day, which made me feel a lot better. And I was exercising. So was I doing all the things in 75 hard? No, but I was trying to develop some momentum in, in some of these positive things. Well, the cool thing about that is people are hard on themselves. And I know that a lot of times when people try something and they, and I'm using the word fail with little quotey hands. So if you're watching this on our YouTube, you see me, but if you're not, I'm fail, quote, fail, not literally fail, just for lack of a better word. 
they feel like that's it. I messed up. I'm done. The cool story about this or a cool story, bro, is that you can get back on the horse. Yeah. You can fall off the bike, fall off the horse, jump off the 75 hard, whatever you want to say. But you can always start again. And I and I I notice that for people because I'm I'm a little bit into fitness and I I see people go, yeah, I tried, but then you know my mom got sick and I was busy with that, or you know, the kids went back to school, or you know, and and whatever excuses or life or whatever you want to call it. Or when people say to me, you know, wow, you know, you're fit, must be nice. You know, I just I can't, I tried, but then this happened. My whole thing is people have this like miss characterization that when you do something, if you don't just keep doing it forever, you can't start it again. Like I was fit when I was in high school. I was fit when I was in college. This is a great example that you started something. And for lack of a better word, you quit, you know, you quit, you kind of did the full thing because you know, you did have, I mean, John's in a money manager, you know, finance. I mean, when the stock market crashes, that's a big deal. That's like your life. That's everything for you. Yeah. That's what your clients' lives depend on you. Lives depend on you. So so you're a great example of discipline doesn't necessarily mean there's no gaps. Yeah. There, there can be a gap. There could be a of fall course. off. So, okay. So you started it, day 19, drama. You still kept some of it. And mm-hmm. then something happened at some point where you said, no, um, this is like yeah. Rocky two. Like basically, this is <laughs> like this it. is Rocky two or Such three. An awesome I get, comparison that makes well, me feel so good. Well, it's when it's the Rocky when he was. Um, I always get, I know them really well, but why am I pulling a blank? So Rocky, what, Rocky two. This is Rocky three, where Rocky's like super doing great. He's got the Ferraris. He's really fancy. Everything's awesome. He's a big show off, and you know now you know Mr. T comes along and kind of mocks him. Like you're soft now, you know. So so it's 2020, 2020 was Mr. T, is is what you're saying? Because because really, like it it wasn't. You know, when I when I did that challenge at the beginning, there were a lot of other factors in my life too. Like my second my second child was had just been born months prior to that, so we had a newborn at home. We weren't sleeping. Um, I can layer on all the excuses I want to, but I, you know, what's interesting is we all, we all experienced to some degree or another, the impact of what 2020 felt like for all of us. Like all of a sudden our routines were taken away. I think that was like a big thing for me. Like my routine was taken away. It's like, now I'm not sleeping six to eight hours consecutively at night and then going into the office. No, I'm up three nights, you know, uh, three times a night, um, with our son and, um, and on top of that, I'm working from home as many of us were in that yep. time frame when, yep. when the world kind of shut down. So your routine is, is sort of stripped away from you. And I sort of spent the, the majority of 2020 kind of feeling like, all right, you know, I, <clears throat> I started this, I started this 75 hard, I failed. Um, but I did create some good habits out of it that were good, positive momentum, but I just kept feeling like I was leaving a little bit on the field. Like and I, 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 yeah. And that's important. And first of all, I love it. That's our quote of the the podcast. Twenty twenty was Mister T. Listen, <laughs> fool, I'm gonna destroy you, fool. You ain't yeah. nothing. So I love Mister T. I used to eat Mister T cereal. Did you ever? That was way before your time. Mm-hmm. Pee Wee Herman references Mister T cereal in Pee Wee's Great Adventure, another great movie, one of the greatest movies ever made. You never have you ever seen Pee Wee's Great Adventure? I I mean I know Pee Wee Herman. I've, I don't. I'm sure I saw that movie. Can we have just one night where it's kind of like you guys can call it like retro night, and I just play like old movies for you because Sounds there's good. some movies that I love. But in all seriousness, 
so it's kind of like your comeback. Your comeback was this 75 hard. So you decided I'm going to do this and, yeah. and you said, I'm, I'm in it to win it. And I remember, cause you reached out to me cause we'll, we're real. This is above board. Yep. You reached out to me like, Hey, do you want to do it? And I uh-huh. remember my answer was a little, I guess it was cocky in a way. I was like, I basically kind of live this way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. But I, cool. The yeah. rich bee. Yeah, it was, and it wasn't meant to be that way, but it was like, I don't drink. The only thing that I don't do is I don't work out outside, but I was a little freaked out about that because I had had skin cancer. So I told you like, nah, man, my, my workout at the gym's like 75 minutes. Like I'm not doing another workout. So that was the only thing, but I, I, I dig it. I, I big supporter of it. So I basically sort of didn't realize yeah. it, but my life's 75 hard. I'm, I'm 360 hard. <laughs> 365 hard. Well, I just said 360 hard. I'm so dumb sometimes. Like I legit well, just said you, 360. you left five days for holidays. Like you got to take Christmas Five days for holidays off. or yeah. like, you know, like cheat meal days. Yeah. So you start doing this. So give us your, real quick, give mm-hmm. us your example of your 45 minute inside workout a day. Just, it doesn't have to be the one you did all the time, but 45 sure. minutes inside, 45 minutes outside. Like oh. what's an app? What's a general? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'd run for 45 minutes. Um, I do yoga outside in, in our back patio for 45 minutes. Those were good outdoor workouts. Right, indoor because workouts. The, neighbors, the neighbors were complaining when you were in the front yard in your Speedo doing it. People were yeah, like, Yeah, it hey. didn't. It wasn't well received. No, it wasn't. I don't know. I don't know why. Never happened, but, everyone. Yeah, Never happened. I did. Um, side note, I did try to use, we have a community pool, and I was going to go and swim laps one day because I was so... I, you know, I was getting a little bored with the workouts. It's probably halfway through. And, you know, I'm like, oh, swimming. What a all, total body exercise. It's going to be good on my joints, my neck, and my back. It's going to be great. Um, first of all, 90 seconds in, I'm gassed. I had nothing. I, and I realized I don't think I know how to swim anymore. I was thrashing in that water like I was drowning and just going as hard as I could. And I actually hurt my neck. So... I, all kidding aside, I do think I know how to swim, but when you see someone like who's a swimmer just sort of glide in the water and just move. You swim like a toddler. I swim you're, like a you're toddler. You're like a toddler or yeah. like a dog, like how dogs just kind of, like how my yeah. Doberman, when we just put him in the Violent pool, Violent thrashing this, movements. Yeah, That's just, you just try water. to get to the side. You just yeah. always seem like you're just trying to get to the side of the pool. <laughs> That's it. So, That's it. But so, indoor workouts were, were, you know, weightlifting sessions or, um, you know, Peloton, like spinning classes, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Or and yoga. So yeah. you, you have to do a healthy diet. So to be clear to everybody, there's no yeah. 75 hard diet where you eat this, or you eat that. You, I think, if I'm not mistaken, lean more towards like a Mediterranean type of thing. Was that what you were well, doing? Well, as a result of this, I do. Not, not prior to this, but as a result of this, that's kind of what I moved to. So I did... Intermittent fasting, my goal was at minimum to go 12 hours, which doesn't seem like a big deal for anyone listening to this. It's like, I do intermittent fasting, 12 hours is nothing. But for somebody who has, been, who has grown up thinking you need to eat six to eight meals, small meals a day, because you're weightlifting and you got to build muscle. I'm an ectomorph. I'm like a skinny guy. So it's always been about building muscle for me. So for someone who thinks like you, got, you need to eat protein like in an intravenous IV, like that, that's... You know, it's, it's, it's abnormal to think like, I'm not going to have my bedtime snack of like hummus or cottage cheese or whatever. And then, you know, I'm not going to wake up and immediately put bacon in my belly at like 7am. So 12 hours was my starting point. And now I've moved it to like 16, 18 hours, which I think most people that do this would be kind of proud of that. No, I mean, I, I, I do that too. And for everybody that's listening, intermittent fasting, first of all, anything 
that you try to do with diet or exercise, please make sure you get cleared by your medical practitioner, your professionals that are taking care of your physicians, your PAs, your nurse practitioners. Just be careful. But intermittent fasting is where you stop eating, let's say at 7 p.m., and let's say you wake up at 7 a.m. and that's 12 hours. So you've not, it's easy to fast when you're sleeping. Most people don't eat in their sleep, I hope. And then seven. <laughs> I used eight. to. I used to. I'm so not even seven. joking, by the way. I used to wake up in the middle of the night and down a protein shake when I was like trying to get, like build muscle. I wow, did that. That's, that's like very rocky of you. That's the opposite of what you're I'm supposed to do for your body. All Remember science. It points to never doing that. But no, I, it's like in the Rocky movies when he used to crack raw eggs. I'm going to eat my raw eggs. And, yeah. And Adrian. Never did that, so, but I wish so I had. So seven to seven. So that's 12 hours. Yeah. Eight, nine, 10, 11. So that's 14 hours. So you don't start eating again until most people do 11 or 12. So that yeah. way you'll get 14, 15, 16 hours, whatever, of intermittent fasting. Really at the core of this, there's a thing because it shows that when you deprive your body of calories or intake, that there is some immunity boost and some life extension um, pieces to that science is shown when they've done tests on rats and mice and- Living to 100. Right, which we'll talk about at some point. And um, there's there's also um, the idea, which is very simple, is you're basically skipping a meal. I mean, honestly, when you really break it down, it's, it's basically now we're just eating a little bit and of course, it doesn't mean that during the time that you're eating, you're allowed to have like six chocolate cakes. You just eat kind of reasonably. So you did that, drinking a lot of water, not drinking alcohol, and reading. Do you mind? And I don't want to put you on the spot because I know sometimes I can't remember the names of the books that I've read. But was there a couple of books that 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 you just really got into during this time, just in case people are interested? Because people are always looking for good stuff to read. Yeah, yeah. I, I read I read a, a bunch of books during that time frame actually. Because what was also interesting is the consistency of reading ten pages a day. It's it doesn't sound like a lot of books um, or a lot of pages a day, but then what you realize is you're like, whoa! I just blew through like seven or eight books in yeah. in two and a half months. It's crazy. So. Um, I read I read a book from um, that Ed Milet wrote. I can't remember the name of it. And then I also did Tools of Titans. So Tim Ferriss, cool Tools of That's Titans, a big which is book cool too. Yeah. That well, and like what you find is it. you start you start you start creating like little cheat codes for it. So you're like, all right, well, I'm gonna read pages, you know, ten pages, and then oh, four more pages, and the chapter's done. So what you end up doing is you read 14 pages that day. You read 19 pages that day, and so that that was happening too. But I want to point out to something. You had mentioned at the beginning when I was doing this, I talked to you about it. I told a few people that I was doing it and we created this whole like dad bod squad, which I've sort of interwoven into conversations throughout our shows. Um, And so we had a group of guys doing it with me, but it was so interesting when I would tell people, I cut, I get to the point where I stopped telling people that I was doing it actually, because it would elicit like almost one of, one of two reactions. Um, It was either, uh, oh, I could do that. That's easy. And I'm like, okay, then do it. Um, or uh, very just negative, like, like, mm. why? Why would you even? Why are you doing that? That's stupid. That's a so that's a dumb that, idea. That's not. And I'm like, that right, comes, well. and I think that comes from a people's own insecurities. Yeah, because I know that when people sometimes make comments about other people's fitness or their weight loss or their success. Mm-hmm. it's because they're struggling with that for themselves. You know, yeah. like I, I've seen people who they, they almost do it as a compliment sometimes, but then it doesn't come out that way. Like, wow, you know, you look great. You must be working out all the time. Must be nice. But you can tell that it's coming yeah. from kind of a antagonistic kind of place. Yeah. And so I think the people that were doing that, it was because of course they're going to, you know, poop on what you're doing because 
they're not doing it. And they're aware of the fact that, wow, if I did that, if I had the discipline to do that, or if I decided to do that, I'd probably achieve X, Y, Z. So it's almost like they, I kind of feel like whenever anybody puts somebody down for trying to do something, it's kind of like, oh, uh, you know, why? You know, it's because they don't, they're not doing it. So I think that's where that came from because there's a lot of people in your maybe circle that the thought of not drinking or the thought of whatever, like, no, I'm not going to, they don't want to do that. So it's easier just to make fun of it for you. Yeah, it definitely is. And you had mentioned, like you, you had said the word finding discipline, I think was the phrase you mentioned. And like, if I really tried to just, I thought about this a lot and I wrote it down in one sentence, what this whole thing was for me, why I did this. And to me, I think 75 hard is a formula to figure out how to create the discipline you want that allows you to maintain the performance in these areas of your life that you want to maintain. Like it helped me create, I'm I'm a disciplined guy and I'm a motivated person. I, you know, I, I do, I work hard. I love what I do for a living. I love my family. Um, I love fitness, but I just, I felt distracted. I felt like I wasn't, I wasn't doing everything I could be doing because we can always do better, you know? And so that's what it was for me. It was just this, it was like this formula, this framework for you want to create discipline. Here's how you do it. And, and, and it's so simple in that way when you I break think, it down like that. I think that's the thing. I think that human beings crave structure. I can remember so many times um, as a parent in the past, um, especially with my, my older son, I remember, you know, sometimes kids of other families, you know, my, my, my family is, is pretty structured. You know, the kind of parent that, that my wife and I are, and we're pretty structured. And, and there would oftentimes be kids who would come from homes that maybe weren't as structured where, you know, there was just not stru- without defining it, just no structure. And the kids would come here and we, you know, we would have structure, you know, we do this, we sit down as a family, we eat dinner, we do that. And these kids who came from houses where they were allowed to do basically whatever they want are like, I don't want to leave. Like, I want to stay here. Like, I'm talking about not present day, but, you know, in the past. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think that human beings, even from childhood, we crave and need structure, you know? So I think that's super I, – I think any program or anything that you do that gives you that format, that gives you that – it doesn't have to be 75 hard. It could be anything where you just have something where there's accountability. Do you think that this telling people, your dad bod squad, letting me know, letting your wife know, letting your family know, letting your clients know, was this a way for you to hold yourself accountable as well? It was. And that I recognize a huge difference between when I did it the first time at the beginning of 2020 and failed the 18 days versus completing it. Um, I think there were two two distinctions. The first was I told people about it the second time because I wanted to hold myself accountable. And I almost felt that when there were days where I'm like, ah, I'm going to give up on this, I almost felt like I was creating these narratives that I, I genuinely, I'm under no illusion that people care this much about me doing 75 hard. But in my own mind, I was like, people either say, I knew you'd fail or they'd be disappointed in me. Like if they loved me enough where they were like so excited for me to be doing this, like my wife, like she'd be not disappointed, but she, you know, I, I don't, I wanted to prove to her and prove to my family that I could do it. So I think it would elicit two responses. Like you, people would be like, ah, I knew you'd fail. In which case, you know, that kind of motivates me a little bit too. Or like, I didn't want to disappoint people. So telling people was a big part and also experiencing it the first time. 
So, you know, recognizing I had, you know, some friends who did it with me and uh, some made it, some, some did not complete it. Um, but the ones who didn't complete it, like they just, they didn't necessarily, they, that was their first time doing it. They didn't know what right. that challenge was about. And so you get a, a week into it and you, you've got three kids or two kids, whatever your life, you know, is, looks like. And you're like, whoa, there's no way I can balance all this. But I got to tell you, the irony in this is I got more done in my work day. Like you, you look at the, I mean, two 45 minute workouts a day, reading 10 pages of a book a day, like those things take time. And for yes. somebody who feels busy, I know a lot of people listening to the show feel busy too. We're, we're all busy. And for someone who, who feels busy as well, it was really hard to mentally say to myself, okay, I'm going to give myself 90 minutes to work out seven days a week. And then I'm going to spend, you know, another anywhere from 10 to 40 minutes reading 10 pages of a book a day. Cause that was the other thing too. The books that I was reading, like, it's not like you could just blow through them. You were taking right. notes, you were thinking about it. You were, and so that's a lot of effort. But when I would, when I, what I found was when I was doing these, um, I just, I, a, I had a better, better mental clarity about how mm. I was, should be tackling my day. And I just got more efficient. I, it's the weird. Well, it's that's the so, weirdest thing. Oh my god, that's so weird. You just said that. I don't even know if I, it'll probably show up backwards. But and by the way, for those that were watching, if you saw me jump off screen really quick, it's because we live in the real world. And um, my beautiful daughter, who I love, who knows I'm recording, was out there singing really loud. She got her headphones on. I go, can you please keep it down? So if you're invite her in to sing some Disney show tunes, I for literally us. just wrote down. Look, it's backwards. Discipline equals efficiency. Goodness I gracious, just was yeah. going to ask you because you were saying how strangely doing this extra stuff, you found like you were getting more done. Yeah. And, and that's the thing that sometimes don't, people don't realize is that when you're adding thing to adding things to your life where you're being disciplined and you have structure, it feels like in the, on the front end, you're adding to your life. But what you're doing is you're kind of weeding things out that are unnecessary. You're forcing yourself yeah. to be a little bit more clear about what your day is about. And you you had mentioned, and, and so I think that you hit it, you said it, discipline also leads to efficiency. So when people are thinking, man, I'm, you know, I barely have time to do this and to do that. When you force yourself into having a structure, it causes you, I think it forces you to put aside unnecessary things. You know, yeah. you realize suddenly, oh, I'm wasting time watching this stupid TV show that makes my IQ go down like 10 points every time I watch it. And yeah. that's an hour out of my day. That could have been a workout plus 15 minutes, you know? So yeah, Brene, Brene Brown, who we both love, um, talks about in one of her books are, do you think people are doing their best? Or I, I, I don't remember exactly how she words it. She had this whole really great talk that she gives in this whole thing in this book where she talks about saying to her husband, do you think people are all always doing their best? Do you think people are doing their best? And it's it's a really, it's an honest self-reflection. Like, are we being our best? Are we doing our best? Are we bringing our best to work, to our families, to our significant others, to our friends, to our communities? Are we doing our best? And I think this exercise for you helped you kind of see that you could do more than you thought you were doing. Do you feel, because you start off by saying, I was feeling like I was leaving, you know, not putting it, you know, I was leaving things on the table. I was not really giving my all. After this situation, do you feel different about yourself? Yes. Yes. And I, I feel very much different. I, I think that I, I, A, I, I now have a different kind of belief system within myself that 
man, you could do this. This is like a mental marathon that I put myself through. If you can do this, you can face the day. You can face the things that, you know, were were maybe weighing you down um, previous to that. So, yeah, I I have a different kind of belief in myself. Um, And I I also just recognize how much time I was wasting. I think that's a big thing. I mean, you know, um, I can't remember who it was, but there was somebody, uh, somebody once that, I watched on a on a, uh, a speaker that I watched. Gosh, I'm pulling a blank. But they said to write down what they do, what to write down what you do all day. And I did yeah. it. But it, you have to be like really honest with yourself. Like got up at 6.30 a.m., drank coffee from 6. I mean, really went to the bathroom from this time to this time. And when I did that one day, I was like, oh, man, I, I think I'm this disciplined, structured person. But yeah. I sat on Instagram for... 25 minutes you know i was on tiktok for 30 minutes like that stuff is i could have done some other things that would be more constructive or spend more time with my family i think that's a big takeaway now i want to i want to first of all for all the listeners and all the people watching i want to get to day 74 because something kind of cool something kind of cool happened can i share this yes and then you you could give before you do though, I, I wanted to make one other parallel to what you said yeah. about like scrolling through social media and that yeah. like watching TV. What what I realized is like what's an easier what's an easier hit of dopamine? Is it um, sitting there watching a TV show or exercising for forty five minutes? Like because because forty five minutes blows by like that when you're watching a TV show, but when you're exercising, forty five minutes goes to screeching halt and feels like it's taking forever. And my wife and I work out uh, a lot in the, at nighttime. She works too. It's hard to find time during the day. So when I was, when I was doing this, I would do like a morning workout and then I would do an evening workout. So in those moments when you're so tired and you're sitting there, I know because I was doing it enough, I was like, man, how I feel after the second 45 minute workout. Oh, I feel so good. I have all these like surge of brain chemicals that are making me feel great. Um, I can get an easy dopamine hit by watching TV for 45 minutes too and sort of veg out and feel good, but that's not helping move me in the direction I want to move in. And, and then I wake up in the middle of the night with all these feelings of anxiousness and stress and concern because, you know, I didn't feel like I did put my all in for that day. So I guess my point to that is when, when you have this commitment and you're halfway through it and you're going, man, I don't want to give up now. I'm on day 35. Like I can't, I got to keep rolling. Um, you, you, you do that workout and you realize you feel even better than you felt doing the thing that you kind of gave into your impulse to do just because it gave you kind of a quick dopamine hit. And I think that everything you said, you already alluded to it before, but I think a lot of this is more psychological, mental than it even is physical. I think the yeah. physical part is just the the manifestation of what you how your mind has changed and this has changed you. So yeah. day 74, um, it was kind of cool. I was driving my son who's a black belt in karate he's 12 and we're coming home and our families are very close my son you've known luke since he was three you know i mean before you had kids you would like hey can luke and i play catch and he loves you you're you're like a legit like an uncle to him and as we're driving in the neighborhood we see john shirt off looking good running he's running and we're behind him so he's got his airpods in so he can't hear us and we're kind of coasting behind him and i see him and luke says quote whoa uncle johnny looks jacked and he did he looks really good so i said let's play the rocky theme and pull up next to him so i'm like 
on my phone and I'm pulling up the Rocky theme and I'm plugging into the speakers of my car. I roll down the windows. I put the volume up to like, and I've got a lot, my car's pretty, the sound system on my car is pretty legit. I blast it. We roll down the windows and then I zoom up right next to him. He's on the sidewalk. I'm on the street. And John like whips his head because I think we scared the crap out of you. And then you just, bro, like you played right. And Luke's like, yeah. And then you just took off running. And we like coasted next to him playing the Rocky theme the whole time. Well, I in a later episode we're going to talk about does your friend circle lower or lift you and that that story is such a good example of how my friend circle lifts me because that was that was such a fun moment um because those 75 days like it's difficult and there's moments where you want to give up and it just it felt so supportive and nice that out of no and you did you guys did scare the crap out of me um, cause it was like twilight, it was nighttime. I, you know, I, yeah. I couldn't even see who was in the car at first. Um, but, uh, that's actually like a funny prank to play on people. Just roll up and start playing Rocky music when they're running. Well, the other fun. day Luke was running cause you've inspired Luke. Luke started running. He's going to, he wants to do a run. I, I want to run weekend. with him. Yeah. No, he wants to. And the other day I saw him running and I pulled up next to him to say, I love you. Cause I was going to the gym and he goes, Hey, Dad, can you play the Rocky theme? I was like, oh, okay. So I play it and then he starts running and he's like, this is awesome. But it was just a way to kind of as a friend and as because we're family in a way, it was a way to acknowledge you and to just, I don't know, we were so proud of you because I knew that that was your 74th day and I knew yeah. that that was the day like that or that day was that was kind of the roundup that was it and yeah and we just wanted to it was just such a cool moment and i'm glad that you took it from where it came which was oh i had i think it. i set a pr on that run too i mean i that the, that stint if you look at my heart rate i probably touched over 180 i was i was booking when you guys are playing that rocky music i was rolling my a dog chipper, was chipper the dog who who's he's he's an older dog but that dog's like and like has the best dna of any dog he's gonna live to be like a hundred thousand years old but he was like booking right with you but yeah. it was a really cool moment it, it, it was a really neat moment and i think meant a lot you know, to me well and thank you and and you you are an inspiring guy i mean you know in addition to the fact that you just you you care so much about being better and i think that that bleeds over into so many areas of of your life listen guys when you want to be better for yourself that is not selfish i'm doing a whole talk pretty soon for leaders on self-care and i've I've just really delved into this so much and if there's one thing that i've taken away from this is that self-care self-discipline self stuff when you fortify yourself everything is better if if the main fortress of a kingdom or the gate to a kingdom or the walls of a kingdom are fortified, it benefits all of the people within that kingdom. In a relationship, if the walls, the relationship, the communication, the affection, if that is worked on starting from yourself, it benefits the relationship. And this 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 discovery of discipline, I think is something that has benefited everybody. It's influenced my son. It's influenced your children. You know, your wife and you set a great example for your children of eating maybe a little bit better, of doing things, of having discipline. So I think there's more to it than just being able to take 
a cute selfie and looking good when you're jogging, which you do. And those are fun side side benefits as well. But I think for our listeners, what are you doing for yourself? What are you doing to take care of yourself? What are you doing to find that efficiency and to dig deep? And are you being your best? And are you giving it your all? And why not try something? Maybe this, maybe not this, maybe something else. Maybe start small, maybe just go for a walk. Maybe maybe you're already a fit person. So maybe this is more about organizing your calendar or scheduling time to play with your kids or scheduling time to go walk your dog. You know, I think about my dog that passed away not too long ago. And I have an amazing dog. I love my dog that I have now, but my German Shepherd, Rocky, who I miss so much, I think about him all the time. And every once in a while, I think to myself, God, I wish I would have taken him for more walks. I wish I would have thrown the ball for him more in the backyard. And that might have only taken five or 10 minutes of my day. But I I have that little bit of a regret of not doing those things. Don't have regret that you haven't done something. And and maybe start with self. Don't, don't regret that, man, I should have done this or I should have taken better care of myself or look at me, I'm in the hospital now and I should, you know. There's so many things, so many things. This whole journey of discipline and, and, and this discovery of it, I think is a big thing. And I hope people will hold up a mirror and take a look at themselves. And, you know, like the old Janet Jackson song, what have you done for me lately? Look in the mirror and sing that to yourself. Do you know that song, John? I do. What have you done for me lately? Right? (laughs) But seriously, look in the mirror. What have you done for yourself lately? Because it all begins with that. You can't give your best if you're not giving the best to yourself. Well said, Rich. Way to well, go, listen, the Rich B. Close them out. This. And by the way, as we talked about like not wasting time on social media, the exception is following me on social media. <laughs> yeah. So if yeah. you're on TikTok on the Rich B, go go like and comment on all my all my content. That's well, okay. Well, actually it's what I like stuff. what I what I enjoy most about your content is it's not sort of it's not like mindless entertainment of scrolling through and watching people like I don't know, slip and fall and make pranks on people in malls and silly stuff and do dances. It's, it's, it's motivational. It's inspiring. It's aspirational. I, I, it's it's everything that you are, man. So I think that's, what's kind of cool about it. You know, some of them are shorter, some of them are longer form, but, um, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely motivating for me. And we obviously, thank you. Well, thank you. I, I, I try to keep some of it. 30% of it's straight up just goofiness and being stupid. Well, you gotta, you gotta be yourself too. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, listen, we are so, so grateful to everybody that, that listens or watches this podcast and, we are not perfect people who have perfect solutions for a perfect life, but we are honest and we are real and we're on the journey with you. And we hope that you got something out of this. Please like, share, comment. Feel free to follow me on TikTok at the Rich B or Instagram at Memento M E M E N T O the Rich B, and also on YouTube as the Rich B, where you can watch this podcast if you're a watcher, if you like to watch. And we appreciate, we're grateful for you. Share with us in the comments some ways that you've discovered discipline, things that you've learned, and how you can make yourself better. So, on behalf of us at Above Board with Canderpath, myself, John, and Matt, love you, man. Love you wherever you are. Thank you so much for tuning in, checking this out. Like, share. We are here for you and we appreciate you. You have an amazing day.